0: Welcome to the Elite BSC Podcast, where our entire focus is helping commercial janitorial contractors succeed. You want a growing company, a thriving team, and healthy profits, and we are here to help. My name is Jordan Tong. I'm the founder of Elite BSC, a company dedicated to helping janitorial companies grow and thrive. I also serve as CEO and one of the owners of France Building Services. France is a janitorial company employing nearly 600 people since 2007 we grew from 1.5 million to more than 20 million in annual revenue and built what i think is one of the best teams in the world the goal of elite bsc in this podcast is to give owners in the industry a vision of where their company can be and the information and tools to get there i want to share what i have learned over the years to make this a reality for you Hey, it's Jordan Tong here. Hey, if you didn't get a chance to check out our last episode, the last episode that I posted uh, about a week ago, I'd encourage you to go check that out. And um, in, in that, I give or, or share the story of my company, France Building Services. And it's, in many ways, going to be a good segue into a lot of other things we're going to talk about on this podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, I'd encourage you to go check that out first. So today, I want to talk about a topic that is fun for me to talk about, and it's something that a lot of people... The other business owners that I interact with in the commercial cleaning space want to know about. And it's h- how do we grow our business? How, how do we get new sales? How do we increase revenue? How do we land big accounts? I, I can remember in the early days uh, being really excited. You know, we were a million and a half dollars in total revenue. And I remember getting excited and amped up about the idea of growing. And, you know, each new contract or bid that I got was a really exciting time. You know, whether, even if it was, thousand two thousand dollars a month or some of the bigger ones at that time were five six eight ten thousand dollars a month those were those were a big deal to us and so but in order to answer that question of how do we grow how do we get bigger as a janitorial company you got to step back a little bit and answer some more fundamental questions and and that's what we're going to talk about today is you, you need to fu- To ask yourself the question, who is it that we're going after? Who is our ideal client? So any sales and marketing program that you have has to be built on a good understanding of who the client is that you're going after. So then there's there's an old saying that if everybody is your customer or if everybody is your prospect, nobody is your prospect. So you can't market to everybody. Um, you, You have to niche. You have to be you have to segment yourself that this is the kind of company that that we service. And so the, we call this your ideal client profile. You need to know who it is that you're going after. And then you can craft a message or a marketing plan to go after those particular types of clients. Now, in our industry, this is, this is pretty easy um, to do. And so the first step that that we want to look at is so there's gonna be a couple of criteria. So if your team is gonna sit down and and plot out who are we gonna go after, the first question that you need to answer is a question of location or geography. So where is it that we want to service? So for most of us in the industry, particularly if you're smaller, that that geography really <laughs> that's your first limiting factor is you know, we can only service someone within you know, 30 miles of us, or 50 miles, or 100 miles, or, you know, whatever the case may be. Knowing the geography really helps you draw a circle on the map and eliminate everything outside of that circle. And and once you have that circle drawn, or that, that area drawn, that geography that you are willing to serve clients in, it puts a, a definite boundary on things. And it it also helps you narrow down and see that there is a specific and limited number of prospects in within that boundary that, that we want to go after. So that's the that's the first question. You know, if you're if you're in a more rural area, that's likely going to be um counties maybe that you're looking at. We go to this county, this county, this county. Um in a in a bigger, more urban setting it's possible that you're gonna section off the, the entire city and maybe just serve certain zip codes or certain sections of the city. Um, and but if you're a growing company and you're, you know, have more than one branch office, maybe maybe that's multiple states or multiple cities. Um, for us, early on, that was within you know 30 to 40 miles was our um, initial location. That you know the boundaries of our geography. And as we've grown as a company, that's you know, expanded to probably you know three, four, five hours from from our home office. So so that that can change over time. Okay, so the next question that, that you want to ask to find out who your ideal client is is a is a segmenting question. So what segment or what vertical market segment does our ideal prospect live in? So maybe you could answer the, or ask the question another way. What type of customer do we want to serve? So most of us in the, the commercial cleaning space have... Broad we we'll call it a broad niche, <laughs> maybe a contradiction in terms, but that there are certain kinds of clients we would like to serve, and there are other ki- kinds of clients that we we do not want to serve that we want to avoid so for us at our organization, for instance, we do not want retail so anything that's retail related, whether that's big box stores, You know, small retail locations. You know, whatever. We just don't want that kind of stuff. Where there's going to be a lot of consumer traffic. It's third shift work as a general rule, and it's it's just something we don't want. So that gets nixed off for us. Typically, for us, we are not after government contracts. Those tend to be price sensitive, and it's just it's just not been a good space for us. We also don't like multi-tenant facilities. It's just typically not been a good space for us. I know contract, some contractors, some owners in the industry love multi-tenant spaces and are killing it with multi-tenant spaces. That, but that's just not not for us. And so you want to niche down. So what is it that we've got our geography, our location that we want to serve in? Now, what types of customers in that geography do we want to serve? So here's, here's a few categories to just to think about. On this, you've got your K-12 through schools. So this could be public or private. So maybe you Go after private schools and not public schools, or vice versa. You have colleges and universities. Again, you have private and public on on this. Um, and then this is you know broadly in the education space here. So you also have medical facilities, and even in there, there's a a couple of different types. You have inpatient facilities and outpatient facilities. So at our organization, we primarily focus on outpatient facilities, though we do have, I believe, one or maybe two customers. That have a little bit of inpatient um, as, as part of their facilities so schools medical facilities government is, is another one that you know I, we don't do a lot of that but I know I have friends in the industry that do and have been very successful at it uh, manufacturing is another vertical market segment this is a big one for us I mean we a lot of what we do is in the Midwest and rural South and so there are pockets of manufacturing that that can be very profitable for us, and that's a good space for us. It's a difficult space to serve, and turnover is typically higher for us in those facilities. But but it is a good one. Um, public venues is another one. So think about things like museums and art centers and convention centers and um, any kind of large public space that is open to the community. So um we, we do a few of those you're typically going to find those more in your larger cities though each you know s- some smaller metro areas are going to have some public venues that may work Uh the next category is is churches um we we do a couple of these in some of your big metropolitan areas, so your bigger cities, particularly in you know what we refer to as the Bible Belt, so um, kind of the south, southeast part of the United States, there are some massive churches. I've even I've heard of a company. I don't know them personally, but someone was telling me the story of a company that they grew and they they built a 20 plus million dollar company doing nothing but servicing and taking care of large churches. Um, so that's that's a possibility um, the next one is warehouse and distribution centers So if you're if you're close to an interstate system, this is you're going to have a lot of these um, And these these can be profitable. Um, they need to be larger facilities because you got a lot of Space in them. That's not you know, not cleanable um, An obvious one. This is one that typically you know people start out with often is commercial and corporate spaces And Here you've got you, know, you can break this down a little bit. You've got s- little, you know small offices uh, single ones you have big multi-tenant buildings, and you also have like what we would refer to as corporate campuses. so um a large office space that's dedicated to one company that maybe you know is on a particular piece of property. Maybe there's one giant building or multiple buildings there um and you can break this down into categories of tenant owned or um or leased facility. So that's a good way to think about that. And then retail is the last one in terms of categories. There there may be some other types that I have left out. And But first you have your geography question, and next you have your vertical market segment. So where are we going to do business? What kind of customer are we going to do business with? And then the last question that you want to ask is size. So and this, as we have evolved as an organization, this has become a more important question for us. And it's it's probably the the most challenging one to answer of all of these is what kind of facility in terms of size or even you could even say the scope of the contract do we want to have. So it's not always just a strictly revenue question for us. So our company we we do we'll do 20 plus million dollars this year. And so for us servicing small customers, so and by small I mean anything less than two or three thousand dollars a month, for instance, is just not not gonna be a good fit for us. And and to be quite honest, we're probably not gonna be able to serve the client really well in the way that they want to be served. Um we're just we're no longer set up to do that and I I have competitors <laughs> that are really in a better position to serve smaller clients and that and that's okay. So but there's also in terms of size, you know, if you're if your company is doing a million dollars a year right now you may want a thousand two thousand three thousand dollar a month accounts, but maybe fifteen thousand dollar a month accounts or twenty or twenty five is is too large for you at this time so there was a time when we turned down some bids that were were too big for us we feel like it'd be too much of a strain for us um, but I would definitely encourage you if you just like maybe one takeaway on this one here is that you would have a a minimum um, and and try to increase that over time so. You know maybe stop taking one day a weekers and and move to three to five day a week accounts maybe stop doing anything under five hundred or a thousand dollars a month I, I know lots of contractors I've encouraged to do this and they've seen some significant benefits in it I even know somebody that got rid of a bunch of really small accounts um, in, in an effort to sort of shrink down their number of s- clients that they were servicing but increase or swell the average size of the the account. So, but there's some other factors. It's not just a revenue question, but also a, um, are you know, are you willing to work on the weekends? Are you willing to work first shift or third shift accounts? Um, are you willing to have some of the work be periodic or a lot of project work? You know, that that sort of thing. So there are some some other factors. You know, for us, one of the questions that that we've had to wrestle with, we found that accounts that are really difficult for us to service are what we call s- single layer coverage accounts. So Accounts that are that only have one person um, at the building at any given time. So, what that that does for us, because we're in an industry with higher turnover, anytime there's a hiccup on that account, someone that can't make it, um, you know, somebody that quits or someone calls in sick or whatever, it immediately puts us in an urgent situation of trying to staff that account. Whereas, if you have more than one person on site, it it limits the urgency or the hiccups that that could come from from having that account so i would encourage you to have a a minimum revenue have a couple of criterias on the size uh question here so maybe it's a dollar amount maybe there's a couple other ones like the no single coverage or no weekends or you know whatever whatever it is maybe there's not a lot of specificity there and then what you do to, in order to translate this, you have to look at each individual kind of facility and see how big does that facility need to be in order to meet these minimum requirements. So, for instance, in a let's say your, your minimum is going to be, hey, we want at least $2,000 a month. Right? That's our only size requirement. So we know the geography we want to be in. We know the vertical market segments that we want to serve, and our size is a minimum of $2,000 a month. So what you need to do is look at each of the vertical market segments, so let's say, let's pick manufacturing, and ask the question, how big does that facility need to be in order to support the minimum of $2,000 a month? So in manufacturing, that may be, let's say 50 employees. They need to have at least 50 employees at that facility. So as you're starting to prospect and build out a list and think about who you're gonna market to, you go and identify all of the manufacturing facilities that have at least 50 or more employees. So you go to data sources or whatever, and we'll, we'll talk about that more on this podcast. But And you look for companies that match that criteria, and they they get put down on the list. Schools, maybe there needs to be at least 100 students or 200 students enrolled in order to get um, the average account size of $2,000 a month. For medical facilities, maybe there needs to be at least five doctors in an outpatient clinic in order to reach that size. Or maybe there's a certain square footage of the medical facility if you can get that data. So this is, in many ways, what we're doing is we're trying to find, okay, here's our size that we're willing to take in terms of dollar amount. And then what things about a facility, what, what characteristics or qualities do they need to match in order to meet that size requirement? It's typically going to be total number of people in the building, or a square footage amount. And that's when you're going out and sifting through data, those are the questions that you're asking. So once you once you have done this, once you've nailed down your geography, and you have nailed down the vertical market segments that you are willing to service, and then you have a size requirement, and you know sort of what that looks like in each vertical market segment, you're now ready to go out and build yourself a list, an exhaustive list really, Of everyone in your geography that meets that ideal client profile. And I can assure you, if you're doing this, you are way ahead of 99% of your competitors because they're not doing this. And what we want to do is from here, we want to take the ideal client profile and go build a list, an exhaustive list of prospects who match or meet the criteria. And then we want to take a rifle approach and go after those particular clients. And we'll talk about that rifle approach and maybe how we do that in some subsequent episodes so i hope you found this helpful there's we have tons of resources over on our website elitebsc.com there's articles on this topic there's multiple articles and we have a youtube channel as well where we cover some of this stuff there's even some uh, prospecting like free downloads you can find on the elite bsc website so if there's anything that i can ever do for you feel free to reach out to me it's jordan at elitebsc.com and we'll see you next time If you found the information in this podcast helpful, please like and subscribe on whatever podcast platform that you're using. If you would like more resources or help to grow your cleaning company, head over to EliteBSC.com. We have loads of articles, videos, free tools, coaching options, and a lot more. If your company is greater than five hundred k in revenue and you want to take your learning experience to the next level, check out our mastermind group. You can learn more about that at EliteBSC.com slash mastermind.